Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. So glad that you're joining me today. And this is Monday, so happy Monday. And what we are really doing this week is a little bit more on gender and talking about gender differences and how we can maneuver through those relationships and understand the opposite sex. So I'm hoping that you're able to listen to last week. If you didn't, please go to the website. They're all up on the website right now, all the podcasts, and you can listen to them in their entirety. So we're talking today about what makes a man feel loved. Because it may be very different than what you have anticipated. Um, I've gotten a lot of good feedback about the shows that we're doing, and so I'm really thankful for that. And it is very interesting how different the genders are when it comes to how they feel loved and what makes them feel loved. So some of it is not obvious, and some of it may be a lot more obvious. So what might come naturally to me as a woman doesn't necessarily communicate love to a man. And this is why we we end up missing some very specific ways that they could feel love that might be a lot easier than you may think. Some of it, though, I have to tell you, is not so easy because it's kind of doing something that's outside my comfort zone or might require me to do something that doesn't come as naturally to me. But it is highly effective and the payoff is great. So I'll I'll start out with this. And we talked a little bit about this last week, that one of the things that doesn't come naturally to me is to monitor and manage the way I express my emotions. As a woman, I just want to have them. And I want to just express them in the way that that comes most naturally to me. So when I talk to my girlfriends, I just have feelings, and they're big. And I'm kind of dramatic, and I'm a passionate person. I'm sure you can tell. And I'm kind of reactionary. I mean, you, you know, you can easily see... I have a very animated face and eyes, and, and so everything kind of shows. So it comes very naturally for me to be very animated. I use my hands. I get tearful. My voice rises. I use a lot of analogies. I'm really, really, really verbal, right? I talk really quickly. That doesn't always generalize with men. And this is where it's interesting. You know, I have to do things in order to moderate and adjust that. So I need to speak slower. I use less words. I take some time. I'm careful about how animated I am, how intense I am. And I'm very careful about interjecting or talking on top of my husband or any of the men that I work with. Because this is a commonality for women. We talk about five different things. Then we talk about the same thing over and over again. And we talk on top of one another, and we interject, and we change the subject, and we go back to a different subject. And that's natural to women. That is not natural to men. And so we think about when we talked about the amygdala, and, and the amygdala is the fight, flight, or freeze part of your brain. Men are hardwired 
by the limbic system, the second brain. This is the, the fight, flight, or freeze. And the amygdala is hardwired to recognize danger. And so men, like we said last week, are constantly scanning for danger. It's not a conscious effort for them. Their brain does it for them. It's very natural for them. So when someone with really animated emotions, what happens is it's kind of like the buzzer goes off. They start to go from DEFCON 5, maybe up to 3, 2, maybe 1. And, and this is why when you see men, groups of men, like let's think about a barroom scene or a nightclub. Let's say it's a, it's a pool, pool tables. Let's say it's that type of, a, of a establishment. And you see two groups of men. Maybe they're two competing teams in college, high school, whatever, or whatever it is. They, they, and so what happens is you see one man start to trash talk the other side. Now, if they all want to brawl, then they encourage it. And they say to each other, yeah, that, you don't have to take that. You, man, go for it. You don't, have to, you don't have to tolerate that. But if they don't want to fight, then the two guys that are almost ready to really brawl, both of those groups of men converge on their one guy and they say, hey, hey, no, it's no big deal, man. It's, don't, don't even shake it off, walk away. It's stupid. Let it go. No big deal. Because men are very easily incited by big emotions. And men typically really work on controlling their body language, their facial expressions, their tone of voice in business, with other men, with friends. They're at church, anytime they're in group settings, and with women. And so women have a tendency to feel like, don't you even feel anything? Don't you care? But what men are trying to do and working really hard at doing is keeping themselves calm so they can interact and not become incited. So when women are happy and we're animated in happy ways and we're smiling, we're the most beautiful thing a man could look at. But when we're upset and our facial expressions are nasty or angry, dirty, dirty look on my face, I'm being disrespectful with my emotions, I'm, I'm talking at him, I'm staring him down, it's going to be impossible for him to control himself. And so he'll either do the fight, he'll take me on, he'll freeze right in front of me, or he'll flee, he'll walk away. Because he wants, if he's a good man, he does not want to harm me. So this is really important when you understand the managing of emotions when you're talking to men. So I'm always encouraging women. I say, you know, if you need to confront your boyfriend, your brother, your son, a co-worker, your husband, whoever that is, you want to try to get as much emotion discharged first. So you either journal about it, talk to yourself in the mirror, talk to a trusted friend, so that you really get a lot of the emotion managed. And then you work on being as concise as possible. And I am frequently telling women, please don't look at a man when you're angry. Just look to the side. The problem is, if you don't manage the experience that man is having, if you don't manage what they're seeing because they're so visual, they can't hear what you're saying. They're so overwhelmed with what they're seeing. So it's very important that we learn to know 
how to de-escalate, how to make sure that I am actually giving him the information he needs to be successful with me. So many times with, 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 with women, with us, we may feel abandoned. We're trying to move toward a man. We're trying to be close to a man. We're trying to be understood. We're trying to be supported. And if we do it in the same way we would try to elicit that from women, we're going to fail. And we're constantly saying, oh my gosh, don't you even care? You don't even see. And meanwhile, they're trying to process all the information that's going on in their brain. Because if you remember, a woman's brain does not compartmentalize. So it's thinking multiple things and going in multiple directions and then, you know, coming back to the, to, to the point and then thinking another thing and talking in another direction and coming back to a point. And men don't think that way. They think very linearly. Not that they're not having creative brains, but they will be much more literal and try to dial it down to the information they need in order to fix the problem, make the negativity go away, and be successful with you. So what makes a man feel loved? If I communicate with him respectfully. And that doesn't mean that when we're respecting men that we respect everything they do. We're respecting the breed. Like we said last week, you don't walk behind a horse and think you won't get kicked. A horse is not an aggressive animal. It's an automatic knee-jerk reaction that a horse has. It's a fight, flight, or freeze issue for that horse because the way that horses are attacked in the wild is a cougar, a mountain lion, jumps on their back. So you walk around them, and they, don't, and they sense something behind them, they will kick to protect themselves. So when we understand how to communicate with a man in a respectful manner, we get a really good version of him. It's part of loving him. So if I really truly love my husband, I'm going to moderate, manage, adjust in order to actually have a good interaction with him. Now, in healthy relationships, he's going to do that back. He's going to recognize that communicating with a woman is very different than communicating with a man. And he's going to learn my language, the way that I need him to communicate with me. So we want to communicate with men respectfully. That means that we don't roll our eyes. We don't uh, stare him down. We don't do these kinds of things like, tch, tch, whatever that type of thing, because that's extremely disrespectful. We don't accuse them of not loving us, of not caring about us. What we say is something like, you know, I know you love me, and I'm having a hard time feeling it right now. A man is much better able to hear that. It's a much more respectful way to address the feeling that you're having. So we also let him know what's important to us. So one of the ways you help a man feel loved is you simply let him know what's important to you. And you make sure that you don't say it in an accusatory, judgmental manner. So I might say something to my husband like, you know, it's really important to me that you take time and let me process with you a little bit. I know it's hard and I know you don't, it's uncomfortable, but it really helps me. That's how I feel connected to you. So it's really important to me. Or it's really important to me that if you say you're going to call me, that you actually call me. 
or it's important to me that maybe I hear from you during the day. If you text me occasionally, let me know you're thinking about me. When I do it in that manner, I'm setting him up to be successful with me, and he is far more willing to do that than if I say something to him like, you know, I never get to talk to you, or you're impossible to talk with, or something like, you know, you never call me. I mean, I call you, but how come I always have to call you? You never call me. See, those types of things automatically set a man up to be defensive. He now has to defend himself. And I frequently say to women, if he has to defend himself against you, he can't defend you. If he has to protect himself from you, he can't protect you. So let's think about this next one. We try to understand his reasons, even when you disagree. Try to understand what's the reasoning behind what he did or what he didn't do. Men typically will not defend themselves. So if you're going to be mad at him, he'll let you be mad at him. One of the things that's very helpful with men is you say to him, I trust your heart. Can you, can you help me understand the reasoning that went into that particular event, that behavior, that decision? I would really be interested. I want to know you better because I really love you and trust your heart. And when I'm saying it with that tone and my face is relaxed, then I can say really powerful words. So if I use this tone and I say, I really got my feelings hurt by you, and I know you would never do that on purpose, and my face is relaxed, all my body language is, is different than the words I'm using. And he's much better able to hear the words because of the presentation that he's experiencing. So number four, ask for his help. Men love to be heroes. They live for the points. They live for the points. They want to win the game. And their life is like one big sports game. And they live for the points. They live for the Super Bowl ring. They live for the touchdown. And they will keep getting up and trying again when they think there's the possibility of winning. So ask for his help. Let him win with you. My husband does a lot of things for me that I can do for myself. One of the kindest things he does, it's so amazing, because I do not like to cook. And I'm, all, I'm not always a great eater. And he makes me this amazing chicken. These little chicken strips. He just grills them, and I love them. Now, I can make them. In fact, I made them yesterday because he was out of town for a while. So I had to make them for myself. It's not like I can't make them. But he helps me. And he loves to help me. And I let him help me. One of the other things that's really helpful with men, one of the ways they feel very loved by you, is if you let go of the small stuff. Okay? There's a lot of things that really, in the course of eternity, don't matter. And as women, our brains are very detailed oriented. We don't miss a lot of things. And so we can snag a lot. And I, I tell women, I say, hey, you know, we want to really not be a walking piece of Velcro that snags on everything, right? We need to smooth it down, let some stuff go. We need to major in the majors and not in the minors. 
because men are not women. You're living with an opposite gender. So let go of the small stuff. Let's look at number six. Tell him you love and respect him and that you like him. It's a very powerful thing when someone knows that not only do you love them and are committed to them, but you actually like them. So find ways to like him. Find things about him you like and focus regularly on those things. That helps us let go of the small stuff. When you say to him things like, you know, I really admire this about you. Because like I said earlier, respecting men doesn't mean that we respect everything they do. Maybe they're not respectable in a certain area of their life. Maybe God is working on them in that area. But if they're kind of working on it a little bit, if they're aware of it, we can admire that. So you can say to him, I love you. I admire this about you. And, and if there's good behaviors, admire those behaviors. Brag about him to your friends. It's one of the ways a man feels so loved. I tell my husband regularly how much I brag about him. Because he does so many things I can brag about. He's a good man. He's not a perfect man. He's a man. So I frequently say to women, you know, you're attracted to men. You wanted a man. You got a man. He's not going to be your girlfriend but he can be your best friend. So you tell him verbally, regularly, because those are points, and he lives for those compliments. Give him some space for his hobbies. Don't, don't criticize all his hobbies. Because if the man in your life has a tendency to want to do his hobbies more than he wants to be with a family or with you, it's probably because... He's experiencing those relationships negatively. So he's going to go do what causes him to feel more like himself, more like a man, more in control of something, more successful. So if he is immersing himself in a hobby, you might want to have a talk with him and just say, hey, you know what? I think there might be a reason why you're doing this all the time, and it might be because you feel better working on the car, going and playing sports, hanging out playing pool with your friends than you do around me. And I want to fix that. I want you to feel good around me. So you give him, you, you, show, you show that respect for him. And so when you go out together, don't take that as the opportunity to talk about problems. I know it's tough because that's what women do. We go out, we get on the phone, we get with each other, and that's when we talk about all those things. And if you feel like you have not been able to talk with him at any point in time, you go out, you take advantage of that opportunity and say, oh, good, now I have 100% of his attention. I can talk to him about these issues. So uh, this is what I'm going to recommend to you. If you don't feel like you have the opportunity to talk to him about the things that need to be talked about, then say to him, this is why I want to go out to eat. And you prepare him for it. And you say, I don't think we've had enough time to touch base, and there are some things I really do need to run by you. And I feel like we get really interrupted, or we get so into our life that there's no time and space. 
and I am promising you that I'm going to do everything I can to have it truly be problem-solving so that we can both walk away feeling successful, and I am not going to absolutely go off on you. I'm not going to criticize you. I'm not going to judge you. What I want to do is find solutions because remember, men are problem solvers. And many times what you'll find is that when he actually comes up with a solution and you find a solution together, you're better able to talk about the feelings that you had regarding the issue because he feels successful. Really practice this next one. I love this next one. This is number nine. I mean, I'm sorry, number 10. Really practice focusing your attention on what he's doing right. Because it helps us get things in perspective. And many times I I talk to my clients about this idea of vertical and horizontal. And there's a tendency for us as humans to look at everything vertically. So he didn't take out the trash is as serious as he overdrew the checking account. This is where we want to really look at things vertically. What's the most egregious and what's a minor irritation? What's a human mistake-making person's behavior? And make sure that you really focus on the things he does right and position your mind to really focus on that because remember, our brains are hardwired to go to the negative. That's where the pain is. But every time we do that, we get a wash of stress hormones and we begin to think more negatively. And we begin to create a picture and a story about that person. And then that's, that's all we see is the story that we're telling ourselves. So number 11, show interest in what he feels is important in life. So if he loves football and you hate football, then you need to say to yourself, I probably knew that while we were dating. So why would I think that that would change now? So if it's important to him, why don't you occasionally sit on the couch and watch it with him? I mean, you can have your phone, you can have, you can make lists, you can do, I don't know, sewing or something, you can do your nails, whatever it is, but you can spend time with him and show interest in what he feels is important. If he loves cars, go to a car show with him. And the more that we are willing to be adults in this manner that says, I can be curious, I can be observant, it doesn't mean that it's going to become my, my own hobby. But I can be curious about why does he like this so much? What's that about? And that helps us to position ourselves in, in, a, in a way that says, I'm not doing this because I like, I like the event. I'm doing this because I like being with him. And I like seeing how happy it makes him. So we're going to end on this last one. Give him a half hour to unwind after work. Don't bombard him the moment he walks in the door. Say something to him. Give him a hug and say, hey, why don't you sit down and watch television for a while? I'm making dinner or we're going to go out to dinner. Let him unwind. Let him do a reset. So he resets to family time. So I'm so glad you joined me. We're at the end of our show. We're doing tomorrow more of this list of what makes a man feel loved. 
and how a woman can do that. I want you to have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure you let your friends know about the show, and you can also read the gender books. So go to the website, and you can download that also or buy it from Amazon. Or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.